Lumberzack. What's up, Ed O'Neill? What's up, dude? How's it uh, going? Hey, so are you, do you watch cartoons? Does a bear shit in the woods? I need your top five list of hot cartoon women. Ooh. So I think the, I already know what your number one or go five down. Um, well, I mean, is it weird if it's like an animal? There's no limits on this show. <laughs> okay. Um, so full disclosure, um, I think every female like mom type character that's been on any Disney movie since 2010. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just put them all in there because they all have dump truck asses. This is true. They are thick as hell on this the bottom. This is true. Have you seen, what's the one with the big, the big fat white guy? Uh, like the, like the plushy guy. Um, they fight crime. Um, big Hero 6. Yes. Okay, so the mom in that, oh, she's not the mom, yes. she's the aunt. Jesus Christ. The ant in that is stacked. Yes. Um, I would say Elastigirl is up there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another cartoon. Um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. The chick, with the reporter chick. Okay. Pretty hot. Um, I don't know how many that is, but the obviously the number one holy grail is Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Done. I think I think that's uh, number one on a lot of people's list. Um, she's curvy. She's yeah. voluptuous. Um, she has like a sultry voice, and she's a redhead. Done. So, since you, I don't know if that was your order. Or you just gave out just a list. Some random shit. What you got? <laughs> um, I don't know why Meg. Not Meg. Uh, what's the mom's name? Lois Griffin. She's on there. Um, okay. Leela from Futurama. The one the, I chose. The squid thing? She's not a squid. She only has she one eye. She squid hands. No, her mom is a half squid. Oh. Uh, Jasmine. Okay. From so, yeah. Aladdin. Um, I forgot about Ariel. Yeah. Fish half? Both. <laughs> um. Jessica Rabbit's on there. Of course. Uh, a lot of people I know they have a... What's the bunny from uh, Space Jam? Yeah, that's why I asked if it could be an animal. Uh, that's yeah. Babs Bunny? Yeah. Um, I think she's more hot just because of the way she talks. And then probably the newer age, uh, Harley Quinn. So yeah. every time I think of Harley Quinn now, I think of Margot Robbie. Ooh. Which is not a bad thing, but it's not just, at all. She's not a cartoon character. I think of the real thing. I don't know. I'm with you on that. Do they have you ever virtual watched... reality porn where you can do this with like cartoon characters? I'm sure there is. If not, money making idea. Put it on the board. I mean, I, I'm sure there is. Anytime that you go onto a porn site and you type something in that you're like, eh, let's see if it's there. They have it, and they have a full yeah. library of 500-plus pages with 20 on each page. Right, yeah, and somebody subscribes to that shit. What about Velma? 
Mm. Scooby Doo. Yeah. Well, so I like the costume. What? Which one's the redhead? Daphne. Yes. That's the one I like. A lot of people surveyed, and they like Velma the thickness of her. She is pretty. Th- I mean, she's short, but she's thick. Thick. Um. Yeah, with two C's, not a K. Um. When you said Velma, I instantly thought Wilma, Fred Flintstone's wife. That's on some people's list too. Well, because she's like a Stepford wife, right? Where she's she's always dressed to the nines, wearing pearls. She doesn't wear heels because they were barefoot, but you know she's always made up. That was like the perfect wife in the fifties with that Walmart feet. Mm. Hey, look, if it's good for Britney Spears, it's good for me. This is true. Um, I know you weren't, or you're not into the whole comic book stuff, but did you ever see X-Men animated series? Uh, the, yeah, the cartoon, would you believe? Yes. Uh, Rogue in that? Straight Rogue's smoke. pretty hot. She's the one with Straight like the white smoke. hair, right? Like she has normal hair and then one white strand. Yes. Okay. Now I always liked Jubilee because Jubilee had like a Southern draw. Yep. She's pretty hot. Even Jean Grey was kind of hot in it. Jean Grey was hot in the real show, but isn't Jean Grey played by the chick that plays the like the cashier at, in Rounders? Yes. Okay. See, I thought that was the same person, but I wasn't sure. She almost doesn't age, by the way. No, she doesn't. Weird. I think she was also in a house on haunted house on the hill or some shit like that. House on haunted hill. Yeah. There no, you're go. right. Yeah. She's a. Uh, she's pretty fire too, man. So. I did something today, my two want to be athletes talk sports coffee mug that was given to me by you. Um, I ran out of creamer because I'm a girl when I drink coffee. Um, I ran out of creamer. So the kids have this Swiss miss like hot chocolate mix. Yep. I put two scoops of that in here instead of the creamer. Okay. This might be a this might be a thing. I don't know. I like this. Coffee hot cocoa. Yeah, it has like the hot chocolate flavor. And I guess it's gonna have the kick of coffee. I don't know. I'll know in about 20 minutes when I have to go to the bathroom. But either way, it tastes great. So have you ever been to Starbucks? Uh new phone, who dis? Yeah. They uh they practically do that in everything. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. But what I'm saying is I just kind of mixed some crazy shit together and it worked. So mixing shit together. Did you know they have a secret menu? Starbucks? Yes, I actually I used to work with somebody. I guess Starbucks like barista was their first job. And so he knew like all the ins and outs of the menu and like how you could change things and order things. So full disclosure, I really liked this thing called a black and white mocha. Now it's called a zebra mocha, which I don't know why, but that's what they call it. But it was seasonal. You could only get it in uh, like the winter months. Yeah. And so I told him, I was like, man, I really like this thing, but they say it's seasonal, so they don't make it all the time. And he was like, well, just have them do this, and then you don't have to call it that. You can just call it a mocha or a white mocha or whatever, but they'll make it the same way. And so he showed me like on the app and he punched in all these little buttons and gizmos and put in a secret code. So that's how I order it. Now, if I had to order it 
like out loud, no idea how to do it. But because I can order it from the app, I don't even have to worry about it. Is it is it weird? Like it's not even a secret menu. It's just people throwing shit together and saying, "Make this." Well, I remember specifically you and I in college. We made pina coladas that tasted like candy. Yes, but I made them with Jack Daniels and Evan Williams. Yes. Anybody who's ever had a pina colada should know that whiskey doesn't go in there. <laughs> right? But we didn't even know. We couldn't even taste it. It was so good. Remember that one girl was drinking it off the floor. This is true. So, you know, people just throw shit together all the time. Mm. Oh, and I actually, I saw, speaking of that, I saw a commercial for Specs, which we're not sponsored by Specs, but if y'all want to send us some shit, we'll talk about you. Um, we'll try it on here. They are giving like lessons online. Like if you're, you know, say you're a gin and tonic person, which I don't even know what that means, but let's say that you're that person <laughs> and you're tired of it and you want to try something new. Okay. You have a class where they'll teach you how to make something different, you know, based on flavors that you like. So you can do the same thing by going to a site called YouTube and just typing in shit. Well, no, I, I understand. But what I'm saying is like, if you go to YouTube, they'll be like, Hey, Go buy this Rumpelstiltskin drink. And then you find out, well, it was only made in 1908 in this one small county in fucking Georgia, and nobody has it, right? So you get this cool idea that you want to make something, and then you can't. At Specs, they'll make it with shit they have. Makes sense. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm aware of YouTube. That's how I fix everything in my house. <laughs> I do know what that is. I'm pretty Dude. sure we broadcast on YouTube. Uh, yeah. But, I'm just saying. Right here. I thought it was a cool idea. I'm with you. Well, enjoy your uh, hot cocoa coffee. Hopefully, it doesn't cocoa out your ass. Oh no, I'm pretty sure it's going to. Yeah. Oh, Based we got some shit to cover, man. This cup, I just I can only imagine what the bowl will look like. We got some shit to cover. You ready to go? No pun intended. Uh, yeah. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And this episode is brought to you by rrsportsbetting.com. Text the number 1877-BET-AND-WIN. Use the code WANNABE, and you have an option of getting no juice till the new year or $100 in free play. Put your money to work. We've been doing it. We post about it every day, just about every day. Uh, we show you the wins. We show you the losses. We're here with you. Fade us, ride with us, whatever you want to do. Um, speaking of all that, we got some sports to go over. Yes. Uh, we got Thursday night football tonight. Yes. Uh, what else we got? We got basketball. We got hockey. We got college. We got all kinds of stuff. Uh, just throwing it out there. Your Houston Rockets seven game win streak. Yes, sir. Beat up the, uh, Brooklyn Nets last night. Yeah. I mean, they beat the Nets. Kevin Durant didn't play, but. Whatever. Still a win. So, um, we need to talk about that for a second. And it's not even the game. It's what – so, yes, I'm a fan of Houston sports. Me too. But I'm Except an, for the Texans. Fuck that team. I'm annoyed by the fan base of every fucking team in Houston because I've never lived in another city. I've never followed another team. But I can only imagine that – 
they don't have the bandwagon fans like Houston does. Anyways, with all that I, being, I don't said, know. There's a lot. There's a lot of that. Like, I mean, L.A. They I'm won't sure even show common. up to games if those guys aren't even relevant. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but James Harden comes back to Houston last night to play against the Rockets, oh, and this yeah. is the second time that this has happened. They made a tribute video for James Harden. Like, the first time he came back, I get it. You're showing appreciation. Hey, thank you for the memories. You know, you didn't win us a championship. You never got us to a finals. You sucked in the playoffs. But, hey, man, thank you for making basketball fun in Houston. Whatever. The second time you come, that doesn't need to happen again. No. Be fucking professionals. You're acting like an ex-girlfriend who just keeps (laughs) bringing old shit up. And just can't let it go. Like, hey, we miss you. Please come I, back. I understand, like, wanting to like pay tribute to guys Sickening. that, you know, performed on your roster or they hold, like, significant <laughs> records for your franchise. Like, I get that. But, yeah, like you said, just do it once, right? And Or, or you could just wait. Since he didn't win a championship, you could just wait until, like, he's going to retire. Right, if he's going to retire yeah. and it's like his fail- farewell season or whatever, play a tribute to him. Then that makes sense. Yeah, but not not a plus. Not a guy who forced his way out, didn't want to play for your franchise, completely destroyed all the team. That, like they were, there was talent on that team two years ago. Wasn't it two or three years ago? They were one game away years from beating the Golden State Warriors game. and going to the finals. Yep. And then the next year, he started showing his ass and wanted all those players traded. So he is the reason why this team just lost 16 or 17 straight games. Like, he is the reason, the key reason. And he is the the linchpin for why you won't be good for the next two years. You look at the players that he begged to get in Houston, Dwight Howard, had a problem with him. Well, yeah, him he fought off. tooth and Chris nail Paul to get the White Howard had, and then got pissed the next season and hated him. So annoying. Oh, yeah. And then the same thing, Chris Paul. Chris Paul comes. Granted, Chris Paul was injured here and there, but didn't like Chris Paul. Got him shipped out to wherever. He became a free agent. I don't remember which how the story ended. Either way, and whatever then he the point is, got rid of him. Got Westbrook. Yep. Right. So – he was a cancer on the team, yeah. But like the team still respected him. Now, granted, his game, I liked it. A lot of people don't like it because of the fact he was drawing fouls and this and that. Hey, man, whatever helps you get the win, right? Whatever gets you the points. Oh, well, he's just about stats and numbers. I don't give a damn if the team's winning. Let the man do. Same thing we've talked about many times with Westbrook when he was in Oklahoma, right? They were giving him the triple doubles. He made a lot of them. He didn't earn some of them. He did some of them. He didn't. But he he made the triple double so common that like ESPN stopped reporting it because just you just knew he was going to get a triple double. There's only been two people that have averaged a triple double for the entire season. He's one of them, and nobody cared. But yeah, I mean the the idea that you know James Harden wasn't a great player. Obviously, he is a great player. There's a reason why Kevin Durant wanted him in Brooklyn. I get he it. Is. And and that's fine. Play him a tribute well, one time if you want to. You know, like he was a fan favorite when he was here. So I'm fine with it. But do it once, right? And then if you are going to do it again, then you do it in the season where he's going to retire. You don't do it multiple times. So 
Are they going to do it next year? They're going to play the same tribute next year? No, that's stupid. Oh, I, they, they, fucking, I hope, I hope not. Because that's just ignorant. I, I wish they would take players that they've embarrassed, like in some form or fashion on the court, whether it be a crossover or getting dunked on or whatever. Play those videos yeah. for whenever they come. Really fuck with the opponent's head or pick one player out, right? Right. Like, and just play all – like, I'm sure most of these guys that have been in the NBA for years, they all have dumb plays. Like, like to me, when James Harden takes the floor tonight, they need to play the one where he just let the ball roll. The guy picked it up and scored a basket on him, and he thought the, the whistle had been blown or whatever. Show that kind yeah, of crap. He's not. Or, you know, like if Chris Webber was still playing and he showed up, play the part where he tried to call a timeout in college and he screwed everything up. Play those kinds of things. You know, don't don't play the good stuff. But I I don't know. It's Houston sports. Maybe Uh, it's because the Rockets aren't very good. And so they're trying to like, man, I don't even know. I can't even. I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and come up with an, an argument for why you would do it. There just isn't one. So, I don't know. They're on a seven-game winning streak right now, which, you know, I thought last night was going to come to an end playing against Brooklyn. But even without KD there, I still was like, well, the Rockets are going to fuck this one up. But they didn't. So, they get the night off tonight. Uh, Yeah, they're traveling. When do they? Probably. Let's see. They're not in dead last anymore, so that's a plus. Well, yeah, from what I was hearing, they were like one and a half games out of the last playoff spot. So they're not traveling. They're off until Friday, and they're playing against the Bucks at home. Oh, really? Okay. I thought I heard that they were – this was the end of the homestand. But all right. Well, that's cool. Friday night against the Bucks, huh? And then they travel that night after the game to Memphis and play against the Grizzlies. Well, so it they, sounds actually, like they're going to lose both of those games. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, if they beat the Bucks, they need to be on everybody's radar. Now, well, granted, it's if they still beat early the Bucks on. In, in Giannis plays, they, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but the likelihood of that happening is very slim. I don't even. Th- well, I don't know. It's a home game. Typically, they don't sit those guys at home, so maybe he'll play. They may sit Giannis. So but that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think they're going to do that. I think because if they, it's a if home... they sit Giannis, the win, whatever, right? It's still mm-hmm. early in the season. When they go to Memphis, though, if they win on the – because their next few games after that, Grizzlies, Hawks, Cavaliers, Knicks, Pistons, Bulls. They're going to lose four out of those. They're going to lose four or five of those games. I think they'll lose against the Grizzlies. They'll lose against the Hawks because the Hawks' defense are, is amazing. The, the Cavaliers, Rockets play a lot of scrappy defense, too. Let's not discount what they're doing. The Cavaliers have been sneaky good this year. The Knicks, the they, suck. Knicks suck. The Knicks, they'll probably win. The Pistons, they should win. Pistons suck. Uh, and then when they play the Bulls, they'll lose. The Bulls will destroy them. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you that the Bulls are going to win by 10. And that's in Chicago. Yeah, that's done. So. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's fun. Like, this is a fun team to watch, right? Because they're a bunch of young guys. Uh, they, they all try really hard. They're all putting forth, like, all that effort trying to get better and play every game like it's their last. So I like it. But they're just – right now, they're not good enough. But I, I think right. it's known. Like, I don't think there's a lot of expectation on this team, and I think that's helping them. 
Um, and really, to be totally honest, I think Eric Gordon is just playing his way out of Houston. He's going to continue to play this well until somebody goes, you know what? We could use a guy like that. They could put 10 points in for us. Let's trade for him. But that's always that's always been a topic every season, and Eric Gordon's always been a dependable three shooter, and he's always on the the trade table. I don't know if there's something about him off the court that teams just don't like about him, because I think he should have been traded two years ago because they could have gotten value for him. Yeah, I mean, I think for the Rockets, it doesn't make sense to trade him, um, other than his contract. But I mean. I, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is maybe two years ago the Rockets wanted more for him than what they're willing to take now, right? He's two years older. True. Um, he's still a pretty good shooter, obviously. He's good off the dribble. Um, he could be a great bench player for some 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 teams. But maybe right now they're just not ready to make those moves or maybe the, the offers haven't been there. I don't know. But I think um, we're in December. I think before the end of January he'll be traded. Well, the biggest thing that they need to do is somehow get rid of John Wall. John Wall is the biggest waste of of skin in Houston right now. He He's on the Deshaun Watson pay to where he sits, wants to be traded, and is getting paid. Well, now yeah. that the Rockets are doing well, he comes out and says, oh, well, I, I want to play for this team. Hold up, dude. You don't want to be with us? You don't, you, You're going to ride the bench. You can ride the bench if you want to play with Well, no, no, no. I'm John Wall. I, I need to start. No. We've gone this far and done what we have without you. You can ride the bench. Yeah. And he won't do it. No teams are wanting to trade for him because his contract, $44 million. Yep. Nobody wants to pay that. The Rockets, I'm sure, sure as hell don't want to pay. I'm sure there are teams out there to be like, yeah, we'll take them. You're just going to float the bill. And Houston's right. like, no. Yeah, I don't know how all the money works, and I don't pretend to know how contracts are structured. But yeah, it, it, it's hard to it's hard to trade John Wall when he's not playing, and he has a massive contract. Like teams are going to need to know, hey, he's one hundred percent healthy. He can still play. He can still ball out. It's still John Wall, and they're not going to see that because the Rockets are just so fed up with him. They'd rather lose with him on the like on the. Is it? He's just he's not on the active roster, right? No, he he's not on there right now, but he's yeah. still getting a paycheck, though. Well, right, because he's – I don't know what his designation is, but either way, yeah, it's going to be hard to move a guy like that. They're going to end up just eating that. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, you got him sitting at $44.3 million for a base salary. That's 34% of their cap. God. And then Eric Gordon right behind him at $18.2 million. Yeah, and, and he's – 34% of their cap, and he's played no minutes this year. Goose egg. So crazy. I well, I mean, talk about the team on the other side. Um, they didn't look too bad. They've got a bunch of young pieces that I think are coming together. Um, who's, their, who's their big guy in the middle, the center uh, for the Nets? I can't think of his name. He's a young guy. But James Harden was feeding him, um, <clears throat> feeding him under the basket last night, and he was actually holding his own. See, I'm a baller on a budget, and I didn't get to watch the game. So, oh, really? Yeah. We don't have the the cable. Oh well. We got the Hulu. 
I said he was a center, but I'm I'm looking on their their roster. They technically don't have anybody that's a full on center. They have guys that are forward centers, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. But anyway, he was passing the ball. This is a young kid, but he was passing them to that that guy, and he was playing pretty well. I, I was impressed. I, I feel bad that I don't know his name. But uh, and then obviously, I guess Patty Mills is still shooting the threes for them. So I, I think yeah. that's a pretty good team. Man. Like you just look at that team top to bottom. I think it's pretty good. Um, obviously, Kevin Durant didn't play last night, so that's a little, a little different look. And they got, I think they were losing by seventeen at halftime. But. I don't know. They're still my number one team. I, I was telling you before we started recording that my number one team, every time I pick a number one team in my NBA power rankings, the next day they go out and freaking lose. Yeah. Every time. Well, kiss of death. You have them at one. I've actually got them at nine. Yeah, well, whatever. You wouldn't like my – you wouldn't even like my ranking. You would think it's just complete garbage. Well, you're basing it off of – like different things. Like I'm looking at specifically, can this team win the title? And right, right. now, hundred percent, they could win the title. Mm. You're basing it off of like season stats and you know, like actual fiction, like actual factual information. Fiction. All, all mine is just how I feel. Well, That's I can it, even if I was to give you a filling ranking, like. Brooklyn would probably be in my top five. Yeah. But uh, Lakers would not even be in my top ten. Well, I have the Lakers at ten, so it's not like they're that far. Because um, I've told you, I'm very impressed with the Bulls this season. The Suns are fucking coming out of nowhere. The I have the Suns, Suns at three. Um, Golden State right now, I think, is my hands-down winner. I have Golden State at two. Um, it's not like it's that far. Right. Um, the Bucks are in there. The Celtics are in there. The Heat. I don't have I, the Celtics. I was all about. I was all about the Heat at the beginning of the season, but they are so fucking. Well, I mean, but we, we even like, said nauseous watching them. Yeah, but we even said that there was going to be some growing pains. We were shocked at how quickly they started. Right, we were shocked that they were. Right. I think they were nine and one or eight and one or whatever. And they were playing well, and we didn't think that they would gel that fast. So I knew there would be growing pains. Maybe they're just having growing pains the second month of the season as opposed to the first. So that's not that bad. Right. Um, I mean, I still have I still have the Heat at number seven. Um, I have them below the Jazz and the Bucks, but I think that's where they should be. I mean, I think when when all when all is said and done, they will probably finish, you know, in between six to ten in like in the final standings of the season right so right it's not that bad like they could be the number five or number four seed in the east no problem oh i'm i'm looking forward to nba after the all-star break because that's whenever it starts getting really fun right that's when it's gonna go crazy um i mean really like there's some trades that could still happen obviously it's only december we got until February for the trade deadline. So I'm still holding out for that. I think the Lakers are going to make some splashes. I think Russell Westbrook will be on the move. 
Uh, like I said, I think Eric Gordon is on the move. Hopefully, John Wall gets moved, and then the, the Rockets can get out from underneath that. Um, but there's going to be some pieces still still to move around. Um, even the Suns. The Suns could pick up somebody. Who knows, right? So, I don't know. So, but, what you got? Moving on to a sport with a weird-shaped ball. Uh, NCAA playoffs. Oh, boy. They're like right around the corner, man. Can't wait. I know, um, I know you've been waiting for this pretty much all year. I have. Like, as soon as week one started, I was like, all right, can we get to the, the playoffs? So, looking at the playoff rankings, right? Obviously, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Um, I think at the beginning of the season, had you asked, hey, who do you think are going to be in the top four in the playoff in college football? I'm going to say consensus, like 99.8% of the United States had Alabama in there. Of course. Right? But Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati? No. I think the only people that put them there were fans of those teams. And they were only saying that on a prayer. Right. Like they were just – they were hopeful, right? Maybe, maybe Georgia – Maybe Georgia fans were like, yeah, we've got it this year. Maybe. But there's, I mean, Michigan fans, I think every year Michigan fans are like, I don't know. We still got to play Ohio State. I don't know how that's going to work. Right? And then this year, wow, they they surprised us all. They beat Ohio State. So they're there. But nobody saw Cincinnati. Nobody. No. I think even Cincinnati fans were like, nah, I can't do that. I, I can't even pick them. So I, I'm impressed. I, I, I am glad that there is a little bit of parody, right? I'm glad it's not Clemson and Ohio State and LSU again. Or Notre Dame. Or Notre Dame or Oklahoma or whatever. So I'm, you know, I'm big on conspiracy and stuff like that. I'm wondering if this is the powers that be are trying to shut fans up by putting Cincinnati in. Don't get me wrong. I think Cincinnati should be in, but – any other given year, majority of times you're going to have Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame, maybe OU once in a blue moon. That You're going to have your power fives in there. And people bitch and bitch and bitch. So this is one way for them to not only delay the voting for expanding the playoffs, ACC teams cannot perform against these power five teams. Or, I mean, against SEC or anything like that. So, they're going to let them go one and done into the playoffs, get their ass whooped, and then from here on out, it just be nothing but your household names. Um, I, I kind of disagree with you. Um, now, I think that's going to happen anyway. I think Cincinnati is going to get blown out by Alabama. And then what's going to happen then, though, is Baylor fan, Ohio State fan, uh, Oklahoma State fan, Michigan State fan. They're going to say, see, that's stupid. Cincinnati shouldn't have been in the top four. And then we should have had a top eight because all of us from 6 to 11, 6 to 12, we all had a better shot to beat Alabama than Cincinnati did. That's what's going to happen. Because I'll be totally honest, like we talk about, Texan fan or cowboy fan, 
college football fan in general is insane. And especially when it comes to their team, when when their team is on the cusp of playing for a national title, like rationalization goes out the window. They are not, they are not going to be rational about this. They're not going to use any logic. They're just going to say Cincinnati should have never been there. And this proves it. So hold on Cincinnati fan, get ready because it's coming. We're going into week 15 of college football, which is practically just bowl games. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go back in, a, in time travel. 2020, week 15, your top four was Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Yep. Where do you think Cincinnati was? Um, 14. They were eight. Okay. And they were eight no. Oh, 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 and that was they the were COVID that low. year? Above. Yes. Okay. So let's go back to 2019. Your top four, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia. Yeah. Cincinnati, where do you think they were? 18. 20th. Okay. That's not bad. With That's a record close. of 10 and 2. Right? Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. We'll just go one more. All right, 2018, you had Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. And Cincinnati's not even on the board. Okay. They're not even in the top 25. But so they've been, they've been on the increase. Like you said, this is not their year, though. They are no. not going to get past the first round. I'm sorry. I mean, th- I think this but will help recruiting. I mean, I think going forward, they're going to be able to recruit better players because, hey, we made it to the the shot for the national title. You know what I mean? Like, that's definitely a good thing. I think had U of H, uh, the University of Houston, had they made it to a playoff those couple years where they were ranked high, I think that would have helped recruiting too. Uh, Now, having those teams move to uh, the Big 12, I think that's going to happen. That's going to help too. But, yeah, I mean – these teams, we have to realize that these teams are just not on the same level as, you know, Ohio State and Oklahoma. And, like, I'm not naming Alabama and all those teams because they're not – they're clearly not on those levels. But I'm talking about the, the guys right. that are just happy to make it. Like Notre Dame, they made it to the, to the playoffs and got blown out in the first round. Oklahoma makes it to the playoffs yep. in the first round. They get blown out. And – that's because Alabama is just so much better, right? Like Michigan, I think Michigan's going to get blown out this year. I don't think that they deserve to be there based on their talent. Wow. No, I think the only two teams that deserve to be in this playoff are Alabama and Georgia. And I think had we just gone by the computer and we had the top two teams, it'd be Alabama playing Georgia for the national title. That's all it would be. Well, that's what it's going to be because the committee set it up that way. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah, Cincinnati, honestly, being 13-0, and 0, Cincinnati de- deserves to be number two, and they deserve yeah. to play Michigan at number three. That's what yeah. I think. But they I don't totally want to put agree. Alabama against Georgia in the first round because they want two SEC teams in the national championship because that sells money. That sells Absolutely. Money. They would lose money in the national championship if it was one of those teams versus Michigan. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine Alabama played Georgia first round 
and one of them won. Whatever. Doesn't matter. And then let's say Cincinnati somehow beats Michigan, right? And now you got Georgia playing Cincinnati for the national title, and Georgia wins 50 to nothing, right? Mm. That's not fair. That's not fun. Nobody wants to see that. Well, it it almost – it's coming to that, right, to where, like, do you think the – well, of course, the ratings are going to be pretty low for this – for this playoff, right? Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm interested to see Michigan play Georgia just to see, but I think Georgia's going to stomp all over them. Oh, uh, I think the see. line is since is Georgia minus seven and a half. Let's see. And then the line against Alabama, Cincinnati, it, Cincinnati's plus what fifteen? I think. Uh, thirteen and a half. Okay, so almost two touchdowns. Right. In the then, playoffs. Uh, Georgia is favored seven and a half. Let me ask you this. Okay. In, in the NFL, do you think if if we had a playoff matchup, do you think any team would be favored, like barring injury, obviously, but do you think any team in the playoffs is favored over any other team by more than seven points? Probably not. Yeah, I, I would say every playoff game, the the line is inside of seven points. And then here we are. We have a playoff for the national championship game. So be, these are basically like the NFL equivalent of a conference championship game. Right. Right. AFC championship, NFC championship. It's like a and wild Alabama card game. is favored by two touchdowns yeah. against the second place team. That's so stupid. Right. So I don't know. I, I mean, like, I hope I talk all this shit and I hope Cincinnati wins by three points. God, that would be great. That would be amazing. It's not going to happen, but that's amazing. You know? Excuse me. Um, I I feel like it's – they should still expand the playoffs. I think you need to put more teams in there. You need to give the fans more football. Make it more fun. Because uh, look, at, look how we're dogging just these four teams. Like, we already know the outcome, and we're not excited about it. Right, right. But no, but what I'm saying is, is the reason why we're not excited about it is because there's only two fucking teams that deserve to win. There's not eight. That's stupid. Why, but, why give more teams a shot when only two teams deserve it? Do they deserve it, though? Yeah, because Mich- does Michigan deserve it? Absolutely. Everything they lost that to that Michigan State. Been- no, they don't. <laughs> Michigan State is number 11. Michigan State, they, they beat uh, Michigan, but they lost to... Hold on. Let me find it because I'm clicking on it right now. They lost to fucking Purdue with a backup quarterback, right? And they lost to Ohio State. Ohio State beat them 56-7. to Right. Like, embarrassed them. And then they went and beat Michigan. And you think Michigan has a shot to win the national title? Get the fuck out of here. There well, they, beat no- Michigan for- they beat Michigan first, and then they played Ohio State. Whatever. You know what I'm saying is, is that Michigan beat Ohio State, right? Michigan State lost to Ohio State, but Michigan State also lost to Purdue. So my point is, is that there's only two good teams, and it's Georgia and Alabama, and that's it. So you can argue, hey, I want eight teams, or hey, I want 16, or fucking 187. I want two. I want the computer to pick two. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to watch upsets. I, I want to see. See, and that's. I mean, I understand, right? But that's what March Madness is for. This is football. 
It's not basketball. Right, but outside of your normal basketball head, how much how much college basketball have you watched this season? Right. How much of when March Madness comes, other than filling out your bracket, how many games do you actually watch? I watch probably, a lot, actually. Probably For, the final four and no, the championship. I watched so my favorite is the first round. Okay. Right. I like to watch the the two play the fifteen and well and on top of that, it's usually because either like Sam Houston State or Stephen F. Austin or one of those teams is in the first round, like they won the play-in game or whatever. Right. So that's kind of why I watch it. But I I like to watch – like that's how I knew Steph Curry was going to be a good player in the NBA. Right? Watching him shoot in college was sick. And, like, he was unheard of. Like nobody knew who he was. And then now he's probably the greatest three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. He's on pace to beat Ray Allen's record. I think he already did. No, he's uh, 20-something – I think career three-pointers, he yeah, already he, passed him. No. They were talking about it last night on the game. Oh, I thought – oh, okay. He's nine away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And if you break down the numbers, too, like in the number of games and stuff like that, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, so I have it right here. Ray Allen – Made 2973, 2,973 three pointers in 1,300 games. Yeah. Steph Curry is nine away from him, 2,964 in 785 games. Yep. That's sickening. Now, one thing that you probably didn't even realize Reggie Miller was one of the best three-point shooters I remember seeing from the 90s. He only has 2,560 three-pointers in almost 1,400 games, right? James Harden is about to pass him, and I don't even think James Harden's played as many games as Steph Curry has played. I'm pulling it up right now just because I'm curious now. Okay, so I take that back. James Harden looks like he's played a season and a half more than Steph Curry. He's at 902 for games played. You want more crazy stats? I was looking at the minutes. The minutes are insane. Curry came into this season 142 three-pointers behind Ray Allen. We're this 14, season? Yeah. We're 14 games in, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so. I'm sorry. What, how far? 26 games into the season. How far down? The, okay, so check this out. All right, so 25. I'm trying to see. three point shots made. Um, on this list is who I think is a better shooter than Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is not even like a dominant player, right? How many three point shots does, do you think he has? I don't know. Tell me. Almost 1,800. Jesus. Right? But he's only played in 615 games. Holy cow. Hell, Damian Lillard's better, better than that. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm baffled by these numbers. Like, this, this, is not, this is not normal. No. This is, this is something we've never seen before. You know, this is like... Well, we saw Ray Allen do it, so... <laughs> No, 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 no. What I'm saying is 
this fast, this many three points. Oh shots, yeah, 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 yeah. Never. This is a new. Uh, this is the new NBA. Right? Obviously, they've been saying that for a while, like five years or whatever. I'm just. This is like when. This is like when NFL decided to throw the ball down the field. <laughs> right. That that that's exactly what this is like. Because before it was like, oh yeah, it's in the rules and you can throw it, but nobody does it. We always just run the veer, right? We run option left, option right, dive left, dive right. That's all we do. And then, then all of a sudden, this this one guy was like, "Hey, uh, coach, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it." And the coach is like, "What? What do you mean you're gonna throw it?" He's like, "Yeah, I, I read it in the rules. We can we can throw the ball. We can get down the field even faster." And then they started doing it, and now lo and behold, we got guys throwing for six thousand yards in the NFL. So, this. This is incredible. You're going to have guys who can't even dribble but can shoot threes. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. No so rebounding. You're going to have an entire game where one person gets rebounds and like he's surrounded by four shooters and they just shoot threes all game long. That's what's going to happen. So Saturday we get to see Golden State play the 76ers in Philly. Does he break it that game? They don't play until then? Correct. And he needs nine? No, because where do they play after that game? Let's find out. It's not what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know. What, what is he averaging a game right now this season? Well, I've you have that in front off. of you? I've already clicked off of it, but I don't remember. So, well, I mean, he's nine behind uh, Ray Allen, right? So... He's got 29-46, and he's they played, play played in 715 games. He's averaging Saturday, four a game. Saturday they play against the Sixers, 76ers, and then Monday they play against the Pacers in Indiana. Because I was thinking he'd want to break it at home. Oh, he's not breaking it at home. They're not home until December 20th. They've got five games until then. Well, he needs nine. So he's going to break it not in Philly the next game. He's going to break it in Indiana. Or do you make it even more magical since people love this place? They play at Madison Square Garden on the 14th. Sit them Saturday and let them go lights out in New York in the garden. I think think you sit them. And then it rains rose petals down from the ceiling. No, I think you sit them against Philly. And let the let the other guys kind of grind that game out. <clears throat> let him get like his touch back and all the rust off in Indi- Indiana or uh, Indiana. And then yeah, let him break the record in Madison Square Garden. He's probably going to put fifty points up in Madison Square Garden. No, I don't know about all that. The Knicks suck, so we'll see what happens. Because if he only gets like, because he averages four a game, so let's say he only makes three in Indiana. Right, so now he needs seven to break the record. It, seven, I mean, I don't know if you can do the math, but seven times three is 21. He's going to drop 50 in New York. Put it on the board. So 50 in New York. The 76 back on the basketball. What happened? The 76ers average, they give up 11 three-pointers a game. The Pacers give up 10, almost 11. Okay. All right. And then who else did I say? The Knicks. Yeah. The Knicks give up 13. There you go. He's dropping 50 
in Madison Square Garden? I think he's going to break it before then. I think because of where he's at and all the hype on it, he's probably going to want the all that attention off and all that pressure. So he might go lights out against Philly and just drop it there. He could. It's possible. I mean, Philadelphia is a basketball town. Right. But, man, I just like whenever Barry Bonds was doing the record, like how many people were glued to their fucking TVs just to see him break the well, record? Remember – when that happened, like you could be watching tennis and they would break into your tennis broadcast to show you Barry Bonds at bat. Remember that? There there were times where you're just watching any type of live television show and they would put it in the corner like ABC 13 would or Fox or somebody. Or like, oh, Barry Bonds is up to bat. Yeah. Yep. Every time. They did the same thing with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. That, so since we're just segueing to that, which – Home run series was more fun for you to watch. Sosa and McGuire or Bonds? Sosa and McGuire. Because it was two people going against each other, right? Well, no. Well, I mean, that might have something to do with it. I don't know about that. But it's more because it hadn't been done since Roger Maris. And there were two of them doing it. Right. And, like, they were they were battling. And uh, I don't know. And plus, like, you know, baseball had had, like, a down couple of years. The strike had happened, so, you know, you weren't really thinking about baseball. It wasn't that big a deal. NFL was taking over. And then you had these two guys battling it out for these home runs. And they were, like, gargantuan, like, mammoth dudes. You know, it wasn't like, you know, Jose Altuve, right? They were mythical-looking creatures hitting these moonshot home runs. So it was different. But I think the, the reason why it was so different than Barry Bonds is because nobody had done it since, well, I think Roger Maris hit 61 in 61. Yeah. Right? So it had been 35-plus years since they had anybody run at the home run record. And then when Barry Bonds did it, it was only like 10 or 12 years later, maybe not even that. And, you know, he was going for 73 home runs or whatever. But th- then on top of that, 1998 didn't have the stigma – of steroids right clearly right. everyone was on steroids but there wasn't the stigma yet but with barry bonds it had already been like it had already been out there and people were already saying oh yeah they're on steroids something's wrong you know this is crazy barry bonds is a cheater and that, that's already and that's why these guys are not in the hall of fame right not, not to say martin mcguire and sammy sosa deserve to be in the hall of fame but barry bonds does Barry Absolutely. Bonds is probably the greatest left-handed hitter I've ever seen besides Tony Gwynn. I saw so. some kind of weird stat about intentional walks on how much he got compared to the entire franchise of Tampa Bay. Yeah, and he he look, the stats him by himself has more than Tampa Bay's entire team career franchise whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's that's baseball. I mean, like a lot of things happen where uh, you know, one guy will have way more than like an entire franchise. That's how they like to phrase everything. That's what they did with Max Scherzer's new contract. Well, um, since we haven't talked about it, Max Scherzer's new deal for the Mets, forty three point three million dollars a year. Uh, uh, there's uh three franchises that their payroll isn't even close to that. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm shocked. 
Um, I don't even know how old he is. How old is Max Scherzer? 37? Something like that. 37, Max 38. Scherzer. Well, back on the Bonds thing and Sosa McGuire, that's another evidence on why we need steroids back in the game. <laughs> uh, I don't agree with you. Yeah, Max Scherzer is 37. He will turn 38 in the middle of next year. And he just signed a three-year contract. So that means he's going to be being paid $43.3 million to pitch when he's 41. I I can't wait for baseball to come back already. Like, I'm so excited. I think we both feel that way because the Rockets, we know, have no shot. Uh, The Texans were dead on arrival. And the Broncos are just going to play well enough to not be able to draft a good quarterback. <laughs> so we're just like, you know what? F all well, those sports. It, I, again, though, like the Texans and the Ash, the Texans and the Rockets, I've gone into both seasons opening. Like it is what it is. What the Rockets are doing right now is fun to watch. Is it going to carry over throughout the rest of the season? No, unless they can get something for John Wall, which they won't. If they can get something for Eric Gordon, great. But what do you get? that is the same as him, if not better, right? Right, you're definitely not improving your team by getting rid of those two. The Texans are practically lighting themselves on fire and saying, hey, look at me. Um, So with baseball coming back, like I don't even care if Correa comes back. If he comes, great. If he doesn't, it is what it is. All of baseball is going to be fun. I'm watching the Mets, and I know I think I had them picked last year uh, to go all the way. They're on track to do that right now. If they get, I think they're in search for a new head coach, or they're Scherzer. I saw something where Scherzer wants a new coach. Um, I don't know. That team right now, on paper, looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, they did lose Noah Syndergaard, but obviously he didn't pitch last year. But I mean, I think they have some holes. I I thought they were going to be very very good last year, and they underperformed. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Astros. <clears throat> excuse me, the Astros a couple of years ago, where um they added a bunch of pieces. And they had a bunch of young guys in 2015, and they lost to the Kansas City Royals in the playoffs. And everybody was like, "Oh, well, they'll be back next year. They're young guys. They'll bounce back. You know, they'll perform." And then in 2016, they missed the playoffs. Yep. And so I kind of feel like the Mets are that team where last year, well, not this past season, but the season before last, there was a bunch of promise. They played well. We thought, oh, man, this is going to be a good team. And then this year they disappointed. So I think they're going to, with Max Scherzer, obviously, he's going to have, I guarantee he's going to have one good season. And it'll be like this first season will be great. But after that, I don't know. But this season he's going to win – you know, 18 plus games. And if he can do that, uh, what, then I think this is going to be a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Did, was Scherzer, did he start out in Washington? Yes. Okay. So I want to see his record for how he was in the NL compared to his half season in the AL. We well, pissed with the Dodgers. And, or that's right. I'm sorry. Why did I think he went to the AL? I'm an idiot. Well, never mind. Yeah, I mean... Blew that one up. Well, yeah, I kind of had an idea of where you were going. I was like, uh, don't do it, don't do it. But, yeah, he's a great pitcher. And I think him staying in the NL 
is a positive for him. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why it's so hard for pitchers that go from the NL to the AL or vice versa. Like it seems like pitchers that go from the AL to the NL dominate, and pitchers that go from the NL to the AL they don't. And everybody's gonna say, "Well, it's because they got a designated hitter. They got another guy." Like I get it, right? It makes sense, but. Our our extra guy for the Astros was Martin Maldonado, who didn't even hit his weight <laughs> ever. Right? I, I'm pretty sure the guy weighs 240, and he might have hit 208, maybe. Yeah. So you're telling me that a guy who hits 208 is going to do, you know, anything better than what a pitcher can do? I mean, it's almost a guaranteed out. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that. I, I think that the game is different. I don't. I, mean, I don't think the game is different. I think it's all exactly the same. I think it's just in their head. But I don't think we got to worry about that too much longer because I think Major League Baseball, now that we've got a collective bargaining agreement that failed and they're on strike, I think when this stuff comes back together, they're going to make it to where it's just a designated hitter in both leagues, and you'll never see a pitcher hit again. When do you think the lockout's going to be over? Well, it just happened, right? Like two weeks ago. It's still too long, though. <laughs> so. I mean, so they're going to bitch and moan and they're going to go on Christmas break and they're going to have New Year's and everybody's going to get drunk and they're going to be like rowdy. And so probably January 5th, we'll be back. That's that's my prediction. January 5th, baseball will be back. When does a uh, spring training start? Uh, of February, pitchers report. They better get it done soon. Yeah, they, they kind of do need to get it done soon. Um with all the free agents that are out there. Um, so I have been very vocal on the, the interwebs that I am very much in favor of the Astros signing Trevor story. I want to retract that. Um, I don't think that he is as good as advertised. Um, don't get me wrong. I think he's a great player. I think he would be uh, a great fit for the Astros if Carlos Correa decides to sign elsewhere, which I think he will. Um, my prediction is he's going to sign with Detroit for $350 million for 10 years. But um, I think if you can sign Trevor Story under $20 million a season, then you should do it. But if you have to pay over $20 million a season, let him go. Let him go and call up the rookies from uh, AAA because I think Pena can play. Um, so I, I think we just call him up, plug him in, and go after a center fielder. I think if you can get a center fielder that hits as opposed to a shortstop that hits, I think we're back in the same boat. We have the same lineup, and you know, just your eight and nine hitters will be terrible but the one through seven guys will be interchangeable and all awesome. So that's, that's kind of my plan. I now, you know, what center fielder free agent is available that I want him to go after. I don't know, but I think Trevor story has enough power that uh, he would be able to just be plugged in for Carlos Correa and not obviously not provide all the offensive numbers, but He'd be a great defensive player, and he would be an upgrade over the guys we've been playing in center field. So that's my thought there. I think 
I'm with you on that, but I think the Simeon deal fucks up anything for Trevor Story to get under twenty grand, twenty mil. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's what makes me mad about it. Simeon sitting at thirty-one, he got what twenty-five million a year for seven years. And I mean, with I don't have the stats in front of me, but Trevor Story is a better player than Simeon. Simeon was hitting the ball pretty fucking well this year. Well, Simeon uh, had forty-five bombs, so that's a big number. That's one of those. That's one of those eye-catching numbers. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but what scares everybody with Trevor Story is his fucking split. Right, because of the fact of what he does at cores compared to what he does on the road, and his road numbers are horrible compared to cores. Right, yep. and the argument has been made: Oh well, you know that's just him. No, you can look at any anybody that's left Colorado and gone anywhere else; they don't put up the same numbers. Um, I mean, even even uh, Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado yeah. hit seventy points lower in St. Louis than he did for right. Colorado. His OPS has dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, who was it? There, there was a list of people that they brought out that they were saying, "Oh, they could do no." So that's a scare factor. And I, I personally, since I'm a GM, you know, I would go ahead and use that in my negotiations. Like, hey, look, you're a great player, this and that, but here's what you're doing on the road. You're going to be living in a new spot. Like, you're not, you're not worth that money. So right. I'm with you on that. If Correa passes up, they go for Trevor, but they they got to pay him dirt, right? I just <clears throat> I wish they had made a move prior to Starling Marte signing with the Mets, right? Because I feel like if you didn't get Carlos Correa, but you got Starling Marte, that's fine. Like I have no problem with that. Now these free agents for center field are not not very good. Like Drake, Jake Marisnik is probably one of the top ones right now. Wow. We already had him. We know what that looks like. Yeah. So <clears throat> and it really sucked with Jake Myers having shoulder surgery. I think we could have seen who he was through the playoffs had he not gotten hurt. But I don't know. I mean, there's still some possibilities where you move some players around. Um, Bregman went on a radio interview or they asked him, um, like, do you want Carlos Correa back? And he's like, of course. I want him to sign number one. I want us to go for 150 games together in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. You know, towed the company line, said we were supposed to say whatever. But then they asked him, um, if you had to and switch over to play shortstop, could you do it? And he was like, absolutely. And they were like, well, what kind of level would you expect yourself to play it? And he's like, all-star. I would be an all-star at shortstop, no doubt in my mind. I would be great there. And, you know, part of that is Bregman is a cocky little son of a bitch. But on top of that, I mean, in L- at LSU, he was a shortstop. So I'm looking at if you swing him over to shortstop, you move Yuli to third, which is Yuli's natural position, and you sign Freddie Freeman to first base, what would happen there? That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. But I, I think reports are saying that Freeman's probably going to end up in uh, L.A., in L.A.? Yeah. Oh. With the Dodgers. So I, I heard that he's basically just going to sign a, like a mega contract with the Braves. But I think he's just going to sign with whoever gives him the most money. He doesn't give a fuck where it's at. He's already oh, Right, yeah. Now he's won a World Series. Who cares? He could end up on the Pirates. 
Man, that would be terrible. Can you he imagine going from winning the World Series to not winning, you know, 50 games the next season? Ugh. He's going to get a Bobby Benilli deal. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're going to pay you um, – we're going to give you a contract five years for, you know, $400 million, but we're only going to pay you $2 million a season, and then we'll pay you $2 million a year after you retire until you die. That would be like your retirement. Gross. Uh, well, about to sneeze all over the camera. Sorry. Now, well, we got some uh, some NFL action tonight. Womp womp. Um, some of you guys are in your fantasy football playoffs. Um, you got any advice for the people tonight when we got um, Minnesota playing uh, Pittsburgh? Uh, watch Yellowstone. Catch up on that. If <laughs> so, miss the game. Don't watch the don't watch the NFL game tonight. Just go ahead and watch Yellowstone. Just fuck it. Watch whatever your Alabama Jersey Shore is. It's Alabama or it's Florabama Shore, asshole. Get it right. Whatever. This this is a very unexciting game. Like people are trying to put fire back into the Steelers because they beat Baltimore. Um, and on the verge of news coming out with Ben, Big Ben uh, possibly announcing his retirement after this season. Then you have the Vikings, who have been so underwhelming this year. Um, God, I know. So much talent on that team, and they've wasted it. So, the, fantasy-wise, this is only good for you if you're in the playoffs. And you're in the playoffs, and you've got somebody on this team. Hope you're not starting Dalvin Cook, because I believe he's still out. Um <clears throat> You know, well, it says you, he's questionable. If if you're somebody who believes Najee is gonna win Rookie of the Year, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think any rational person thinks that Najee Harris is gonna win Rookie of the Year. Sorry, uh, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. The Vikings should win this game, but they have shown us that they can blow games easily against shitty teams. So. Who knows? I think this is going to be a clusterfuck of a game. It's going to be watching like a monkey fucking a football. And, um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Well, okay, then let's let's talk about the other angle. Wh- who you got tonight? Um, fuck. I'm, <laughs> the referees. The referees are going to win this game. All right, so, yeah, over-under on penalties is 14 and a half. Uh, it's going to be over. Because the Vikings, I don't really I know if that's the thing. I'm just kidding. I'm sure it is. <laughs> oh, um, I, I guarantee it is. In all reality, <laughs> I, I I think the Vikings are going to win this game, right? The the line is Minnesota minus three, and the over under is 44. They're playing indoors. Man, I would yeah, I would take the Vikings. I would lay the points, and I would take the over. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I would. Do. Wait, the over under is what? 44. 44. Mm, yeah yeah i could see that one that's that's what i would put my money on i don't think i'm gonna touch the game um just because i think it's too close but Um, yeah i i've got like my score i show minnesota 24 pittsburgh 21 and the projected total would be 45 points so or i guess 44 points so I, i don't think there's an edge either way um, if Dalvin Cook was playing and 100% healthy, I think I, that would change my mind. But um, watching a Mad- Madison play last week, I wasn't too impressed. Usually that guy's pretty good. 
but it seemed like they had them bottled up last week. So I don't know. I'm a little bit, I, I would stay away from this game. But if you put a gun to my head, I would take Minnesota minus the points and the under. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to watch uh, college basketball tonight. I'm probably going to watch either Purdue and Rugter or something else. I haven't seen if I have any upsets coming out tonight. But uh, Purdue's been fun to watch. A hell of a lot more fun than the Steelers and fucking Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Um, Two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, nobody gives a shit. I'm with you. Right. Um, well, we'll uh, hopefully come back by Saturday so we can discuss Sunday's games. Yep. But, hey, you know, the next time you're getting a colonoscopy, I think you should uh, tell your colonoscopist to play two one of the athletes talk sports while they're rooting around in your hind end. Next time you're at the whorehouse and you're getting your toes sucked, when she comes up for a breather – Go ahead and tell her about uh, two wannabe athletes talk sports. It really sets the mood. Yeah, I mean, really, you could write two wannabe athletes talk sports on the ones that you're going to give her. Ooh. That's what we should do. Make fake money with our logos on it and just hand it out. Wow. that's that's like That sounds like a felony. <laughs> oh, I didn't say pay for shit with it. I just said pass it out. Oh, that's different. So make like Monopoly money, but instead of the monocle guy, have it as our faces. Or the goat. Can we make it a $2 bill with the goat on there? Yeah. Let's do that. I'm down. Put it on the board. Yeah. Anyway. This has been another episode of 2 Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next time, assholes. Always the goat.